Welcome to Diamond Niners Weekly. It's week 10 of the 21 season. We are live on YouTube on a Thursday night talking all things Charlotte 49ers baseball. As always, this is Nick, joined by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Coach Woody. Hey, everybody. And making it all happen, producer Brad. Hey, hey. All right, got another big show for you this week. We got uh, we got Coach Woody in off the practice field. He's ready to go. He's made some coffee, so he's getting caffeinated. I guess the big question we gotta we gotta get to here um, b- before we talk all things this weekend is is Kevin. You you promised us you promised us a big T ball update this week. So here's your big moment. What's going on on T ball diamond? What's going on with the spring breakers this week? Hey, hey, we we had a big week this week. Uh, had a good milestone. Um, every T-ball coach is, his goal for the season is to have every every player hit from the coach the coach pitch. And this week we had uh, every single guy in the lineup hit the ball to coach pitch. So no more tees. So we're, we're not calling it T-ball anymore. We're just calling it ball. We uh, oh, hitting off the man. coach pitch. So we're we're rolling. Does that put you in line for like coach of the year? In that league or something? Could be. I could be. Um, the the five U um, dot com five U T ball dot com is giving us votes in the in, in the poll this week national poll. So they really haven't. They really haven't been the same teams as they came back from screen break. It's like they've been a complete. It's like they've. It's like a. It's like I don't know. I don't know what they did while they're you know at Disney or you know Cancun or wherever they went, but. Sometimes you just need to change off. the scenery. Their, yeah. they have to get their minds off of baseball for a little bit and get back get back to the fun fun things in life. And now they're back playing ball and they're having fun playing ball, so it's 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 good. We're we're making progress. Okay, they're working so on Coach Howard's boys are raking. Oh yeah, I love one that. through nine. I love that. That's fantastic. So there you go. I know Niner Nation needed to know that. We we keep you updated on, on everything, man. So there you go. There's your your Coach Harward T-ball update for the week. We appreciate everybody turning in. If you're listening live on YouTube and you have a comment for Coach Harward, go ahead and drop that in the chat. We'd love to hear who who you are and where you're listening from. You can also hit us up on Twitter during the show. We love hearing from you. Questions, comments are welcome. Now. On to more pressing matters. Coach Woody, do you have any plans for this weekend? Um, not really. What are you guys up to? I mean, figured there's got to be a big league game on to watch or I don't know. Spring game on Saturday. Spring game on Saturday. True. There we go. That's supposed to be on rain or shine, right? Yep. Yep. There you go. We, we can all – hey, you want to hook up for the spring game? We go stand out in the rain on, on Saturday and – and uh, see what Coach Ely's got going on. But it's all good. Okay. Well, we'll see if we can find anything else to talk about going forward. I did make a bet with Kevin, folks, listening at home. I've been trying for a month to get Woody to talk about Old Dominion, and he wouldn't do it. He, he's always outsmarted me. But I made a bet with Kevin that this week I will get Coach Woody to address the Old Dominion Monarchs. I think I can make it happen. Stay tuned. Let's see. If, let's see how far we get. All right, before we get there, top stories of the week. Last weekend, big weekend of baseball at the Hayes, four games, weather was nice. Niners get three out of four from UTSA. Long weekend of baseball. The guys had to grind it out. 
Um, we saw, we saw comeback wins. We saw, we had high drama at the Hayes, but at the end of the day, we won the series. Coach Woody, tell us, give us your reflections on that UTSA series. Yeah. You know, I just, um, we've dropped two, two conference USA games, um, so far this, this season and both of them come game four. Um, both of them have come in international, um, you know, international rules situation, um, so it's frustrating, you know, it's frustrating, very mixed emotions. Uh, and I told our team that because you can, I could sense that with them, that very mixed emotions as far as just how we felt leaving this, the, the field on Sunday, obviously we were very, you know, very pleased and, and, and happy to be able to have won the series against a really good UTSA team, um, very offensive group. Um, but you know, it just, you know, felt, it felt like, left a little bit of meat on the bone. Um, so I was excited that we got to play another game on Tuesday, right? Like that's, that's one of the reasons why I think there's, there's, there's two thoughts that you know, schools of thought there's, you know, play the four game series and then rest and recover and during the week. And then let's play four more, you know, another four game series again. And I think, you know, we've done that a good bit, but I do think that I don't know, as I get later in the year and we were looking at midweek schedules for us, um, you know, we just think we think that playing right now is the best thing. We think that playing is you, you're either playing to stay hot or you're playing to get back on track right now. And that's kind of the approach. So I was really glad that, you know, um, I was really glad that we had another game on Tuesday. Um, we did not. We didn't really the first three innings, um, much of which was because uh, their started apps starting pitcher Trey two just uh, threw the ball really well. Um, but we just, you know, we didn't. We didn't play our game the first three innings, um, but then you know, give our guys a ton of credit. They they turned it on and and played really well the, the last two thirds of the game. So um, you know, feel good, feel good. Anytime, anytime you can go three and one on a weekend uh, in conference, as frustrating as it can be, even to, to to drop a game, it's still a really good thing. It's hard to do. It's, it's incredibly hard to win all four games. Um, you know, so um, yeah, we're feeling good. Feeling good right now. Fantastic. And that game on Tuesday night um, was was really cool. A lot of people had a chance to see that because it was on ESPN Plus, which is a fantastic platform. If anybody, you know, at the Conference USA uh, headquarters office is listening to the show tonight, ESPN Plus is a fantastic platform and it gets the it gets our product in front of a lot of people that otherwise wouldn't see it on, say, I don't know, Conference USA TV. So, uh, Kevin, I believe you had what was that you had? You showed it to me before the, uh, before the oh, show. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, there we go. Um, you know that that started out as a you know th- that button is like before the game it's like hey beat app but now it's just just a f- statement of fact beat app there you go two and 26 13 on the aggregate oh well good deal so we'll get into talking some about these individual performances this week because we had a ton of them. Uh, let's take a quick look here though. When you win ball games, you get attention and the Niners were already on the radar and going, um, going three and one on the weekend and then picking up a weekend or a win on Tuesday night gets the guys even more attention in the D one baseball poll. The Niners are up to 19 21st in the USA today poll 24th in the NCBWA. And College Baseball Newspaper has us at 29th. Now I know we had, we, we mentioned this every week, Coach, and and you know it's not about it's not about the rankings, it's not about not about that, but 
seeing that continued. Uh, the, the guys continue to perform and people continue to notice. So that's, that's a win-win. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I do, you know, as you know, I try to minimize certain things, but, uh, you know, at the end of the, I mean, at the end of the day, like, this is, this is why we have podcasts. This is why we, you know, we have first pitch banquets. This is why we have golf outings. This is why we do as much as, you know, um, you guys and our coaching staff and our players and our families, you know, this is why we do all this because we all care and we all want to see this program, you know, be on the national stage. And so, you know, getting that recognition, um, is certainly just, I think for us, it just puts fuel on our fire and motivates us to keep going. Um, it's not, you know, there's no, nowhere close to a sense of we've accomplished anything or, you know, cause I think I said it last week. I mean, it wasn't, you know, there's no goal. There's no goal of ours to be in the top 25. There's no goal of ours to be in the top 10. If we, if we develop and we work and we train and we recruit and coach and, you know, build relationships at a certain level, then we feel like the, you know, the wins and, and, you know, the, the goals that we really have are going to come. So we're just trying to stay on the, stay the course, stay on the path. Kevin, what were you saying before the, we're talking before the show, what were you saying about all the attention that the program's getting? What was your, what was your response to that? Makes me nervous. Makes me nervous. Embrace the target. Embrace the target. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks for that advice, coach. Uh, it was funny. It was this funny moment because I mean, we are, we're both, we, you know, we, we're sitting here, you know, like, Oh man, it's big weekend ahead. And and man, all these people are all, I, I mean, this series is getting a lot of it this weekend and next getting a lot of attention, you know, nationally and people are, are, are going to be watching. And, and Kevin says, man, this, all this attention, this, this makes me nervous. I said, Kevin, we started this to get the program more attention. <laughs> literally, literally what your platform is, is you know is doing and, and it's working and it's, it's a big reason for all of this so um no it's it's you know it's exciting it's exciting it's what you know it, we, it's that's why we all you know we all get up in the morning and we care about this program and want to see it be successful and thrive and um you know, it, it's taken everybody's you know hard work and effort. So, you know, when you get these opportunities, you just you embrace them and go after it. You know, that's you gotta you gotta go get it. I mean, we talked again. I know we talked about it in the past, but I'm just a big believer that in terms of opportunities, that you know, it's there for the taking. You gotta go get it. And we're not gonna we're not gonna win this series because Old Dominion plays bad. Like they're not gonna play bad. You know, if we want to win this series, we've got to go get it, and we've got and we've got to go play well, and we've got to be aggressive. Um, and so that's what we, you know, that's what we plan to do. Coach Coach Harwood's just got that adrenaline pumping already. He's he's ready to go. He's fired up. I tell you what, Kevin, I'll give you something to put that that energy into. Why don't we talk? We got a lot of big performances this week. Why don't you start walking us through uh, our weekly awards and we'll just talk about some of these performances the guys turned in. How's that sound? All right. All right. That's good. I can do that. Um, yeah, we talked last week how we've only had one conference USA player of the week. And what do you know, Dom, Dominic Lally goes off this week and he earns uh, conference USA hitter of the week. 
And he batted 600 on the week, three homers, three doubles, triple, 10 RBIs. Um, what a week! He, what a weekend he had uh, for the Niners. Uh, got some attention from D1 Baseball as a top performer. And then, of course, he at the end of the week, he was named the Conference State Hitter of the Week. Um, can you say a little bit about Dom's performance on the weekend, Coach? Yeah, I mean, it was, just, it was electric. It, it, it changed the game and, um, you know, some really big swings of the bat. You know, obviously the home runs opposite field to, to tie it up or, or to distance it. And then, you know, the, the base clearing double in the right field corner. I mean, it was just, you know, so much. And he plays such a good left field for us, too. I, know, I think he made had one one tough line drive play, but, you know, he made a lot of other really good plays in left for us, too, and, and um, threw a guy out at third and, so he's just he's he's a really complete player. We all know that. It was just fun to watch. You know what? I, I think what you've seen with the with the coverage of the of the team uh, so far this season is we go through that stretch without Dom, and that's um, why we're so we're so partial to D one baseball because they they know our roster, they know our team, um, and, and come out and see them. And you know they were they were on top of this from the beginning like even going back like ECU weekend is like you know these guys are these guys are doing this right now i mean we, we all we talked about being without McCabe, which is obviously a big deal anytime that happens but you know they were out there saying you know Aaron Fit was like you know they're doing this without one heck of a ball player in the outfield they're they when they get Dominic Palali back this this could look a lot different and Dom made him look smart <laughs> last weekend cuz he's back in the lineup and it's hard to have a better weekend than that yeah, he was he was awesome, you know, and bodes well for us moving forward to see him playing like that. Right, and coach, I don't think we've addressed this on the show, but we've noticed uh, Craig and Dom they they they've got some interesting batting gloves. Uh, can you explain the, the reasoning behind that for for those who don't know? Yeah, no, there's they're some type of work glove, um, but. But Keuchel, his I think his started last summer, and I think he either got tired of buying batting gloves or ripping batting gloves or he tried these on and these actually have better grip and he, and he hit really well last summer. So he just rolled right into the fall and spring with it. And then Dom, Dom developed a pretty big blister on one of his hands. And I think he tried Keiko's gloves on and he couldn't feel the blister with those gloves on. So he got a pair. And so, you know, now it is, is it's just, you know, the work gloves, work gloves are spreading throughout the Niners lineup and it's pretty cool. We're gonna look down there one day, and it's it's gonna be just gonna be uniform. Everybody wearing up here. We got some trendsetters on our roster. Well, hey, Dom, Dom put them on, and he's raking. So <laughs> if I'm in that dugout, I'm like, hey, let me have a pair of those. Maybe no maybe I'll hit like Dom Palau. No doubt. Get out of here for fungo green. All right, Coach. Um, I don't know if you want to go through the awards that you guys gave out on, I guess Monday. Uh, from the previous week, uh, you guys have a leadership effort and attitude award that you give out weekly. Um, can you go through who who won that one this week, for you guys? Yeah, our leadership effort and attitude award. Um, it went to Andrew Lindsay. Um, you know, you know, Lynn started out. He started out our, you know, in our rotation opening day starter. Um, and then, you know, as as you know, as Bryce has performed and others and. You know, we needed help in the bullpen kind of a few weeks ago. Um, it's transitioned to kind of that. Uh, we use an opener uh, game four, and then we pass the ball off to Andrew for 90 to 100 pitches to try to get us as close to the ninth inning as we can. It's kind of been the strategy there. 
Um, and he's just really embraced it and, and um, obviously was a big part of us winning at FIU the week before in that role and then put us in a position to win uh, on, on this past Sunday. Um, his just whole attitude, demeanor, and presence has been great. So Andrew Lindsay was our leadership ever for an attitude of the week. Yeah, he, he was also named uh, one of the top performers by D1 Baseball on Sunday. He had a great outing. I think it was seven shutout innings. I can't ask for more than that. Six Ks. Uh, definitely, like I said, kept us in the game and um, gave us a chance to win it at the end. Um, you want to move on to uh, defensive player of the week? Who got? Who did you guys um, select for your defensive player of the week? Um, yeah, our defensive player of the week was uh, was Jack Dragum. And again, we just we feel like Jack's play at shortstop is just tremendous. Um, just really steady. And I think we, you know, at times we can take it for granted with how the ball is hit over there to the left side and, you know, oh, you know, Jack makes the play, but that's really, really valuable. And uh, it's a big, big reason why we've, we've had success. It, he has been a lot of fun to watch over there. And you're right. You do start to start to take it for granted because you think he can get to anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, most time he does. I mean, it's, it's um, and the throws he can make. Sometimes it's like, oh, I don't think he can. Okay, he got to that ball. Oh, he got to that ball, but he can't make that throw. Yeah, he can. It's, mm-hmm. That's been fun. Jack's a fun player to watch. Absolutely. All right, Coach. Um, Next up, we've got uh, quality at-bat and position player of the week. Yeah, that was Dom. I mean, Dom, we talked about he was he was electric and, and game-changing for us. Um you know, when you slug 15-33 and you're on base 647, you know, that's an OP, that's an OPS of 21-2200. That's outrageous. I mean, just to give you credit, I mean, just to give you, I mean, Todd Elwood was, you know, seven for 14 on the week and, you know, he slugged 643 and he was on base 588, which is ridiculous. You know, so his his OPS is twelve hundred, and Dom's is a thousand higher. I mean, it was like really an insane, insanely good series for for Palali. So it was great. I'll, I'll say this, and, and and your your comparison there reminds me. Um, it is so we we talk about these returning seniors uh, and, and getting back to, to play like Carson Johnson. We we've talked about Carson a good bit. Um, this, I said this to somebody this week, this is probably the best stretch of baseball that we've seen out of Todd Elwood. And he's had some nice stretches of baseball in his career, but he's, he's, on, a, he's on a different level right now, the, the way Todd's playing, um, that surpasses anything that we've seen from him. And we've seen some good baseball from Todd, but what he's doing right now, he's, he's really locked in right now. Yeah, he really is. Um, you know, what he is – you know, he's got such good hand-eye coordination and bat-to-ball skill and obviously the speed and, um, you know, and he's, you know, when he's not, when he's not chasing, when he's not chasing up, you know, up or down and out of the zone um, and he's drawing walks like he is right now. I mean, last series, I mean, he had three walks and two punch, only two punch outs in that series. So he's walking more than he's punching out. You know, he's, he is not fun to pitch to, you know, on, on the pitching side of things. So, um, you know, we, we just love everything he's doing right now defensively and, um, 
He's hitting there. He's been there in the kind of six, seven hole. So kind of, you know, there'll be guys on base in front of him and we can, we can hit and run. We can, we can do some stuff with him. He's just a really great action guy. Or, you know, if we're, if the five hole makes the last out of the inning, we feel like we've got another leadoff hitter there coming up there in the six hole to get stuff going for us. So it's just, he's done a fantastic job. And it's, and to your point, I mean, you know, there's, I think there's a special place in everybody's heart for, you know, all of the COVID seniors and, and pulling for those guys to be successful. And it's great to see. My favorite, like prototypical title would play as a chopper to the left-hand side of the infield that you just know they're not going to get him. It's just like, there's nothing you can do. He's safe. <laughs> yeah. Do you, have you, and I, I'm derailing us here, Kevin, from the awards. I, I'll, I'll let you back on this in a second, but you, you brought it up, Woody. It seems like, and I don't have the stats to back this up, but it seems like we've, you know, as a team, we've had to rally a number of times this year. It seems like more times than not, those rallies seem to start in the in the bottom half of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dragon, Dragon, Elwood. Um, you know, Gino's been down there. Some, uh, I mean, those are good hitters. Those are good hitters, I and mean, those are those are, and they're very dynamic. They're very versatile. So, again. Uh, they're not station to station. So once you get one on, you can, you can steal, you can hit and run. You can, you can just do a bunch of different things with that part of the order. Um, so they're kind of, it's kind of, you know, I think it's, you know, it might not be as much long ball at that part of the order, but for me, it's just as exciting when those guys are up. All right, Kevin, I'm done. I'm done derailing you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, we're, we're, we're talking about it, man. Um, we can move on now to the, the pitching, the pitching awards we have for the week. We had the uh, the whip leader and starting pitcher of the week and reliever of the week. Coach, you want to talk about your pitchers a little bit? Yeah, starting pitcher of the week was Bryce McGowan. Um, Bryce went five innings, nine punches, one walk, and uh, you know, in two runs. And um, you know, he's just he's he's been a total tone setter on the mound for us each and every week, and. He's still got more in there. Like he, he, we have not seen his best outing yet. Like that's the exciting thing is like, every, like he's been really good and there's still more in the tank as far as his ability to take over a game. So um, hopefully it'll be tomorrow night. Right. Like I said, he, he uh, had a great outing on Friday. He got nine K's and now he's uh, got 69 on the year, which is second in the conference USA. So yeah, he's definitely uh, filling up that sheet as well. Um, had a lot of guys to choose from for reliever of the week. Um, who, who'd you guys uh, go with? Yeah, this one was tough. I mean, we, we, we gave it to both Andrew Lindsay and Christian Lopez, you know, Lindsay for his long relief appearance there on, on game four and then CeeLo making three relief appearances on the weekend with six punch outs, only one run, um, you know, and just really high leverage spots for us. So I mean, Geesing's been really good for us. A bunch of guys have been really good, but we gave it to those two. Just to uh, just to hit a few more more high points there, Coach. Um, which we always love hearing uh, who gets who gets those staff awards. That's so cool that you you kind of let us in on that. Um, in addition to the guys we've mentioned, a few more guys. We got David McCabe is back in the lineup now. He's DHing. Um, got a home run. Drove in some runs this week. David seems to be seems to be working on a few things, but looks like he's starting to starting to round into shape. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think. I think McCabe is, you know, he's right up there with, with Austin as far as 
in my opinion, Conference USA Player of the Year potential. I mean, I, um, I mean, he's missed four or five weeks, and his numbers are still really, really good. Um, so, you know, yeah, he's a game changer. Having him back, and we'll see him more at first base this weekend, which is exciting. So, you know, having him back, um, you know, makes for some some tougher lineup decisions, but. At the end of the day, everybody, you know, everybody moving that needle closer to being healthy versus not is, is a good thing. So we'll take we'll take the problems or that come with it. Yeah, yeah. that's that would be another guy would be a great candidate to have a big weekend uh, this weekend. Be David. For sure. Yeah, we've talked we talked about a lot of a lot of guys and, and we're now just now getting to our uh, Golden Spikes candidate, uh, Austin Knight. Um he had a big week as well. I mean, he's still leading the country in doubles. I think he's got 21 now. Um, overall, the Niners, uh, 49ers are, are um, currently leading the country with 86 doubles, by the way. Uh, but Austin Knight had two big home, had a big day on Tuesday during our, our game up at Boone. Uh, let us off with a homer, let, let, let off the scoring with a homer, and then came up big with, the, with a three-run shot dead center that landed somewhere on top of the mountain uh, out there. You talk about Austin Knight's performance over the past four or five games, Coach. Yeah, I mean, it was – what he did Tuesday night was at a whole nother level. That ball he hit to center field, it was it was smashed. And, and Coach Bick and I were, you know, we had a lot of dialogue. You know, it'd, it'd probably be interesting to mic us up for a game or two but because uh, we stand next to each other the whole, most of the game. But, you know, Knight was standing there, we had a conversation. We're like, man, he just – and he'd already hit the home, the home run earlier. So it was before the solo the or the before the home run to center field. We just said to each other, we were just like, man, he looks so relaxed right now. He looks so relaxed. He looks so comfortable. Um, like, and we're just like, I know, like he's dialed in. And sure enough, like a pitch or two later, um, you know, he hit, hit the ball, he hit the ball out to center field and just changes changes our team. And he's a really good third baseman. So I know we talk about him a lot each and every week, but uh He's a heck of a player. I need to apologize to my neighbors. Uh, I'm sure they're not listening, but I can tell you what they did here on Tuesday night. Uh, and I apologize for that if they're listening, because I mean, I made some noise when he hit the first one and Craig's, I mean, I was, I was fired up, but when, when he hit that ball to center field, I, I'm, I, yeah, I, I might've, I might have made a bit of noise when he hit that ball. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. I mean, dead center, and he just he just smoked it, and it just oh god, that was that's fun. <laughs> I'll take that every day of the week. I mean, I don't even know what what is so. What is when he gets back to the dugout? What do you do after that? You just go down and sit on the bench, and you're like, yeah, okay, I just did that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's guys just. You know, it just it just pumps energy into the dugout, and guys guys get fired up. And I think I went down and caught him when he was by the water cooler, and I was just, I think I said to him, I was like, "Man, how that one?" Fe-? I was like, "How good did that one feel?" And he goes, "That one felt pretty good." Like, just it's not like some home runs you can just tell like almost like the ball and the bat hit, and it's like it's like the ball wraps around the barrel before it shoots off. Like that's kind of what that one did. It kind of like trampolined off the barrel to center field and it just looked like he, you know, he probably didn't even feel it come off the bat cause he hit it so perfect. 
Um, it looked like it felt great. And he said it did. Yeah, and the and the situation too. The situation was in when we go from down two to up three. As we've been trailing the whole game, we 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 take the lead and we we never look back from there. So definitely propelled the Niners uh, on to victory. Boone and um, you got a, a, a series sweep, I guess you'd say, over to over App State um, for the season. So congrats, Coach. Thanks. Yeah, no, I mean Coach Coach Grumman Smith and their staff. They they. They do a phenomenal job over there. Um, that facility is really nice. That's my first time there. Really clean, well kept. Um, you know, I know there's I know there's a lot of our fan base that don't that they don't don't like it up there too much. But uh, I do want to acknowledge that it's a really it's a really nice ballpark. It was pretty, and uh, you know, we we enjoy playing there. It certainly helps when you come back with a with a victory. But uh, I just want to acknowledge that. You know, we have a lot of respect for Coach Smith and, and what they're doing up there at App. It looked like um, it's like a great place. I love to go on, going up there, to be honest. And um, it's like I had like fire pits and stuff set up along the, the outfield lines, uh, so fans can like gather around the fire pits. And they said on the broadcast that uh, they had a freeze warning that night. Um, I'm guessing the temperature dropped pretty significantly from game time to game end. It did. We kind of got there. You know, five o'clock start was perfect. Uh, we kind of got out of there right when the temperature. Over. If it had been a six o'clock start, that last the last hour would have been would have been pretty cold. But I mean, it's college baseball. Uh, and uh, I coached in Blacksburg, Virginia, for three years, so it doesn't even come close to that. Now, I will say, Woody, it seems like every time you came out to the mounds, you you were you had on an, an additional layer. <laughs> you were layering up as you came out of that dugout. <laughs> Best way, to, best way to stay warm is don't get cold. There you go. <laughs> now, I, I will say, and, and the app game is a part of this, but but it's just this team. One of the things uh, we're, we're having to – one, we've had to adjust to it, and we're trying to help some of our fellow, fellow fans adjust to it, is just how confident this team is in their ability to make a comeback. And, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Last last Saturday, okay, we get the big, you know, we that comebacks a part of that that Saturday as well against UTSA. Sitting there in the stands, uh, and I noticed that Jimmy Touchstone, our buddy Jimmy, you know Jimmy, Jimmy's back there, and he's we're down, and Jimmy's looking a little little apprehensive, and so I just walked down there and said, Jimmy. What, what, what's going on? You all right, man? Man, I'm telling you, we're just down. And, and man, we got ranked. We got so much momentum and we're down right now. I said, hey, hey, it's going to be all right. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just a six inning, man. It's, we, we're good. We, we got this. When we make that big comeback, he starts yelling down there, you called it. You called it. I'm like, no, I didn't call it. I just, this is just what they do. <laughs> this is what these guys do. What do you call it? Low pulse, right? It's like no matter no matter what the situation is, no matter what it calls for, they're good. They're just they figure they're gonna find a way to do it. One thing we try to take a lot of pride on, I think, you know, when we play our best baseball when we don't even look at the scoreboard. Like when we don't, it doesn't matter. Like when we just play and we just get after it until they tell us to stop, that's when I feel like our team plays the best baseball. When you know, week three and four, when, you know, we're playing East Carolina or Wake Forest or whatever, and we're, you know, if we're down, 
two to one or two to nothing or three to one, you know, it's kind of like, and, and you know, they've got good pitchers on the mound. So that makes it, it makes it difficult. Um, but you start to kind of count how many innings you have to come back and how many outs there are left to come back. And my experience, it's like one of the worst things you can do as far as like trying to have a team that's resilient and capable of coming back is, is like almost just don't even look at the scoreboard, man. Like just, just stay in the moment, have a great at bat, have a great at bat. Trust the guy that's in the on deck circle behind you. He's going to have a great at bat. Don't try to do it all by yourself and just play. And same thing on the mound as far as, you know, keeping us where we're at or, um, you know, like I thought Trey Starnes did an, like a phenomenal job of that. He just put clamp he just put it, came in and put a clamp on the game and said, basically, you know, yeah, you've got six and here comes a zero and here comes another zero. And our offense felt that and said, now it's our turn and everything's connected. It all works together. And when you don't look at the scoreboard and you just compete in that manner, then I think that's when some cool things can happen for teams, certainly for ours. Yeah. Before we, uh, we're, we're going to get to, to ask coach Woody here, but before we move on, we're going to give, uh, give one last shout out uh, of the many that we could give to uh, we, we, we need to give a shout out to our boy and we're going to address something here. Gino Groover, who's been playing excellent first base in the place of, uh, of David McKay while he's been out. Uh, Gino also hits a go-ahead homer in game three, has five hits on the week, five RBI. But not only is he is he doing a great job over there, we want to point out, and this has kind of been discussed in the in the stands among the among the fans. Gino, who still goes by Gino, his full name is Lou James. Groover the third. And if you notice at the park and, and on the broadcast, they have gone. The, the young man prefers is 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 going with his full name, the James Groover the third. So we're all on board with that. We've been calling him Gino for and and sounds like he still goes by Gino, but Lou James Groover the third. Although we did talk about this beforehand, Kevin. We were discussing maybe this could be a hashtag. I mean, LG3, does that does that work as a hashtag? I mean, we, we start tweeting about LG3. We'll, we'll do some testing and see how it how it how it sits with, with the fan base. We need the feedback. We need some feedback from 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 Lou James on if you I mean that's that's like that sounds like a guy that, that has a shoe deal or something. Just you know, for the image and likeness rule. Yeah. Not, you know, I mean time with it. With with the name and like LG three sounds like a guy with a shoe deal. Yeah, I'm just saying. We'll do uh, like you said, Kevin. Uh, we'll do some market research on that. See what we can get done. We'll do that. Uh, let's uh, real quick. The one cool story. Uh, WCNC did a story on Jackson Boss last night on the news. It was pretty cool. Uh, we tweeted it out. Uh, Nick Carboni came down to the Hayes yesterday. Talked to you guys, and uh, the, the story of Jackson Boss is. is catching some momentum um, locally and I'm sure it'll start catching fire nationally as, as the Niners have more success, but uh, such a great story. I don't know if we touch on that a little bit, coach. Um, um, Nick Carboni came down yesterday. Yeah, no, Nick's a great, Nick's a great reporter and, and a big supporter of not only our program, but, but all of Charlotte athletics and uh, he just does a great job and he really did a great job covering the story of Jackson, which I know most of our listeners are familiar with as far as the story of, emailing our coaching staff, a little bit misrepresentation. It wasn't, the email wasn't directly to me. I think it actually was to coach Robinson or coach Simmons. And then it got kind of 
shuffled to me and then we all coordinated to set up a, a tryout. But um, yeah, just, you know, just we told the story and, and, you know, I, I love Jackson's perspective on it. You know, Jackson's perspective on it is, is great because, um, you know, I love hearing about his, his, his club teammate members telling him like, 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 Hey man, like you're good enough. Like you should, you should go play. You can go play for them. Like you're good enough. And that sort of thing. And you're like kind of pushing him to do it. You know, I mean, that's, that's just, it's, it's rare. I mean, that's really, it's, that's really cool. And, uh, you know, and then walking in and seeing him throw and I watch, like I, I told in the story, I, I, I watched three or four pitches on the iPad and saw them, saw the metrics. And I was like, well, he's, he's going to make our team. Um, it's pretty clear, but made him throw like 25 or 30 total pitches. And he, he told me that he was absolutely gassed after it. Like he was, he was out, he, he, he was smoked. He said he was throwing every pitch with max adrenaline. And uh, I don't think he had thrown that many pitches, but like in a, in a number of weeks. So um, yeah, the rest is kind of history. That's, that's a great story. I mean, it, 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 it doesn't get old. I mean, that's a, that's a Rudy kind of, kind of story. And I can only imagine to your point, Kevin, I can only imagine that that story uh, will pick up as, as, you know, as the season progresses and as attention continues to come, that that story will be one that will, will attract a lot of, uh, a lot of eyeballs. So let's uh let's transition over. Let's do ask Coach Woody, Kevin. You wanna you wanna drop and, and you wanna drop this week's ask Coach Woody question. By the way, for those of you listening at home, we don't ever tell him what these are, so he has no idea what we're about to ask him. So it's always fun to get these reactions. <laughs> All right, coach. This this week's question's from Tom. Um says in, in extra innings of Sunday's game. Uh, we brought in an extra infielder from the outfield to create a five-man infield. Can you explain the theory behind going with such an alignment? Yeah, so at that phase of the game, um, we were down two, right? Like we were down, we were down two runs with um, runners at first and third. And so, in my opinion, there's a and, and the numbers back it up. There's a very big difference between being down by two and being down by three. So um, we made the decision, I made the decision that we needed to do everything in our power to keep it at two runs. And we, and at that, at that point um, we couldn't let the run score at home, but we also needed to turn a double play. So a lot of times when you play the infield in, you can't turn a double play because all of your infielders are in front of second base. So to accomplish both things, which we felt we needed to do, we needed to cut down the runner at home. We also needed to turn double play. We needed another infielder. So um, that's where we brought in Woody from the outfielder, who's a who's a former infielder here, uh, converted outfielder. And we put Carson Johnson um, more up the middle, which if I could go back and do it over again, I would put, I would have put Carson more on the pull side. Um, I felt like I felt like, um, you know, his sprays were more up the middle, but his swing kind of told us that he was going to be more pull. And so anyways, we put Carson in a position to turn a double play, um, you know, with four infielders that could feed him for the double play. And then, you know, a line drive was hit at the third baseman, Austin. It was, you know, it was 
a pitch that was up in the zone that he could handle. So we could have made a better pitch. And then, um, you know, it hit off his glove. I mean, it hit off his glove. I mean, it was Austin's made plays like that before. They're, they're not routine. There's nothing routine about that play. But, I mean, one step to Austin's right, and that is a line drive, toss it to any of the bases, double play, we come in and hit, we're down two. So if I had to do it over again, I would put Carson more on the pull side. I would put Jack more to his his right and Austin more to his right. And if we would have done that, then we would have won. So, or not won, but we would have been back in the dugout down two. Um, because for me, again, you know, once you're down two and extra innings and, and you're in that situation as well, I think it's important to understand like as much as, as much as nobody wants to get, to lose how we did, um, the objective of the game is to win. And there's a big difference between being down two and being down three. And so, yes, it really stung and um, nobody liked how the rest of that inning went, but we felt as a coaching staff, we did everything we possibly could to keep it at two there, um, you know, and, and give it, you know, which would have given us a better chance to win there in the, um, in the bottom of the 10th, but one step, one step, and it was one step to Austin's right. And we were right there. Yeah. Like you said, it was so close, so close to working out for a double play right there. I guess that's why they, they call it a game of inches and see it all the time, see it all the time, game of inches. And uh, yeah, I was curious uh, where, where Carson, um, I knew Carson couldn't throw anybody out from where he was playing, but your explanation makes a lot more sense. Well, he, he's there to, to take the double play ball. That, that's, that, uh, that helps me out a lot. That's, that's a good explanation, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Appreciate Tom. Uh, Tom sent us a question, long-time supporter of the program, so appreciate that. Um, that's, a, that's, a great, Kevin, that's a great question. I'm, I'm always happy to talk about, you know, if there's ever any questions about any situational stuff. You know, I'm happy to discuss that stuff. I think I think our biggest fans, you know, that are that are keying in on those things, it's great to t- it's great to talk about. So I appreciate the question, Tom. Yeah. And, Kevin, and I I'm, I'm going to ask here in a second. But what I just heard, t- Kevin, tell me if you're you heard the same thing, Kevin. What I heard Coach Woody say was, "You play to win the game. Play to win. Is that right. is that what, is that what you, you play to win the game?" Yeah, to me, that's good. It's I, good don't, I, I don't feel any better. I don't feel any better losing by one run. I don't like it. Like, so I, like, I feel the same. If we lose by 10 or we lose by one, I feel the same. So, you know, my, my point, my point being is that we're going to do everything we possibly can to put us in a position to win. Even if that means we got to gamble, we've got to, we've got to sell out a little bit. And yeah, like we might look, we might look foolish doing some, you know, something unconventional, but that was, you know, hopefully, hopefully the rationale that, that I gave as far as we're trying to cut down the runner at home and we're trying to double play and you can't do both with only four infielders. You need a fifth one. Hopefully that helps everyone understand what we were trying to accomplish. All right. And this, this game has been played the same way for a hundred years, coach. And it's, it's, it's cool to see different, different things done during a ball game and, we talked about the four-man outfield before, and 
Bob and infield now. So yes, it's, it's great to discuss things like this and, and, uh, new ways to look at the game of baseball. Yeah. It takes some, you know, it was also great to find a way to work in Herm Edwards into diamond Niners weekly. What do you mean? I mean, right. You play to win the game, play to win the game, you know, the Herm Edwards. Yeah. You play to win the game. So here's another defensive question for you. How many times in your baseball career have you seen a runner at third tagged out by a first baseman? Man, that was rare. Really, really rare. And really, really, you know, displayed Gino's talent, athleticism, and instincts all in one play right there. Like, it was really cool. I mean, really cool. I mean, the base runner was shocked. The base runner was like, what just happened? Um, cause you don't, you do not see, you do not see, see that, but it was, you know, um, we had, I think Carson was so shifted up the middle there. As soon as the ball was chopping to the right side, you know, did what he was supposed to do. He went after the ball and, you know, just continue to run to third base and the base runner <laughs> rounded third. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, I may never see that again. The, the runner froze. didn't think, I think he would he do it. Yeah, it was crazy. It was awesome. And if you notice, it, it seems like uh, – I have to go back and look at it, but it seems like Austin was at the bag on third, like, okay, you're going to throw me the ball. And then LG3, copyright 2021, is like, nah, I got this. <laughs> he just tags him. And then when it's over with, he looks around like, What? Umpire's <laughs> like, no, you're out. That's that's got to be a rarity. I mean, it is a rarity, but I wonder, like, you know, very very rare play there. That might be that might be more rare than a triple play. You think? Probably, yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool stuff we saw. So anyway, it was fun, fun deal. I know that I know there. Uh, I know coach didn't know what was going on there, their coach because he was just looking around like, what, what just happened here? We're out, whatever. So cool deal. All right. Let's move ahead. Let's, let's move ahead. This is where I, this is where I trick Woody into talking about ODU, Kevin. We're going to move on to the Charlotte 49ers Grand Slam Club week at the week. Look at the week ahead. Easy for me to say. We, we pump up the Grand Slam Club every week, so you guys know about it. If you're not members, what's wrong with you? Go join the Grand Slam Club. Now, the Niners are going to host Old Dominion University this weekend at the Hayes for the first four of what will be eight games against the Monarchs this weekend in the X. To say this is a big matchup, well, I guess that'd be an understatement. Monarchs are rolling in here. Uh, they, they are rolling in here at 27 and 7, 13 3 in Conference USA, one game behind the Niners in the league standings. They have a sweep of Marshall and they have three of four series wins from FIU, FAU, and Rice. Their RPI is at 25. Now, I'll go ahead and let fans know in case you haven't heard yet. Uh, if you've looked at the weather forecast, Saturday don't look real good. We were joking about the spring game earlier um, in, in the show. Yes, it looks like the spring game is on rain or shine, but the baseball is not. Due to weather on Saturday, it uh, looks like we're going to play a doubleheader tomorrow, two nine-inning games starting Friday at 2 o'clock, and then the Niners and the Monarchs will be back in action 
on Sunday, two seven-inning games at 1 o'clock. So, there. Now, the moment of truth. Coach Woody, what can you tell us about the Old Dominion Monarchs? Well, I'm, you know, I feel like, I feel like a, to a degree, we, it's almost like looking into a mirror, watching, you know, watching film and, and looking at their, their team as far as the things that they do well. I mean, they've, they get production up and down the lineup. They have, they can hit for power. They can, they can steal it. They can run. Um, they have really good starting pitching and they have good, they have a good bullpen. Um, defensively, they're fielding 978. So they're right. Us and them are right there together. And, you know, it all, it all kind of lines up to be a very, very evenly, you know, matched weekend and two weekends. So uh, I've known Coach Flynn went a long time. Their, their pitching coach, Mike Marin, is a good friend of mine, close friend of mine. And, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're well coached. Uh, they didn't have a midweek game this past week. So back when I was, you know, texting with their pitching coach, just about other things, um, you know, he, he mentioned, you know, I know they were already watching film on us on Tuesday, you know, so they're going to be well prepared and it's going to be a really, really, um, challenging, challenging two weeks for us here starting tomorrow. And, you know, mentally and physically, we're just going to, we're, we're going to get after it. So, um, that's what I got for you. They're, they're, they're a really good team and they're well coached. Well, we want to, we want to start out by, by giving a shout out to, to coach Chris Finwood, who has uh, been liking Diamond Niner Report tweets and even retweeted us at least once, I think, Kevin. So for all I know, you know, shout out to coach Finwood. For all I know, he's down in the, in the dugout right now listening to the show. He's, he's, he's a supporter. He's a follower. We appreciate that. So what's up, coach Finwood? Uh, look, looking forward to seeing you this weekend. So he's great dude and great coach. And, uh, you know, so very well respected in our, our industry. Yeah. Speaking of that, he, um, conference they did move up to fifth in the, uh, RPI rankings. That was, uh, really, that was what coach Finway was retweeting about. Uh, so, um, yeah, great to see the conference jumping up. We jumped above the AAC, uh, over the week. So conference is looking up. Um, uh, like you said, coach, it kind of is like looking in a mirror to the, the stats the, on the stat sheet, um, at, from a bird's eye view, um, both teams score a lot of runs, uh, both teams field it well, both teams pitch and they hit, they had a few more homers than we have, but, um, yeah, it's both teams are fairly, fairly equal. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, and we, you know, we were out with, we were, missing big maple and, and Dom for a few weeks there. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's all going to come down to, you know, who plays the best ball tomorrow. And, and, and that's, it's not about who's done what last weekend or a month ago. It's all about showing up tomorrow. And like I said, mentally and physically, you know, just, even if it's just 1% better, trying to be 1% better than them each, you know, each game. So it's going to be tough. It'd be a good challenge. Yeah, when when you look at when you look at the that uh, at conference rankings in most categories, it, it just first and second, first and second, first and second. Sometimes we're first, sometimes they're second, but it's just back and forth. Unbelievable. Um, 
it looks like, and I, I will ask you this one question about the about your weekend rotation. We've kind of done, you've kind of moved it around a little bit. We've done uh, you know, typically like game four TBD. Uh, looks like right now uh, things are relatively unchanged, but you're doing a little doing a little switch up. Uh, we've got Andrew Lindsay penciled in game three, and then Matt Brooks game four. Yeah, no, we need you know we 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 felt we really needed Andrew in our bullpen there for a few weeks. Um, you know, we did, you know, we were, we were down a guy or two just, um, or, or we had a couple of pitchers where maybe, you know, we only wanted to throw them once a week and not really bring them back for multiple appearances. So just to, you know, try to take care of them. But we've, we, again, we moved the needle towards closer to getting healthy and, um, our bullpen is, is, in, is in a better condition now than we were a few weeks ago. So, and obviously he's been throwing the ball really well. So, um, you know, with the seven inning game on Sunday, we feel like it gives us a really good shot to to throw a big chunk of that, if not all of it. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, his his confidence level has got to be. Uh, I mean, he's. You mentioned this earlier in the show. I mean, he's looked like early season Andrew Lindsay the last two weeks. Is what what he what he's looked like. He's cap- he's capable of being as good or better than anyone. He's he's capable of that. I mean, he's. He works so hard. He's he's extremely talented. He's got the mindset. So it's, it's it's been it's been huge for huge last two weeks seeing him throw the ball like he has been. I'm excited to see him throw this weekend. So with with and, and we we spoke about this a little bit, uh, but with with their with their offensive lineup and they they got some guys that can can really get it done. Um, the least of which is, is certainly not Carter Trice, the second baseman. Bo, how do you how do you guys game plan going into a series when, um, you know, I think it's safe to say this is the, I guess we can throw ECU in there, but this is, this is probably the most offensive top to bottom unit you guys have faced. So how do you guys game plan for this going in? Um, you know, we watch a lot of film and we try to watch a lot of film as well against opponents that we feel like match up like our guys, you know, like, so, you know, there's certain no disrespect, but there's just, you know, there's certain there's certain pitchers that when we watch film, it's like, you know, he's a lot like Bryce, or he's a lot like Brooksy, or he's a lot like Goose. Just, you know, and like so then we'll we'll kind of game plan based off of kind of of that. But at the end of the day, it's about, you know, no matter who we're facing, whether, you know, it's this weekend or last weekend, it's you know, when the name of the game, I mean, pitchers have an advantage. They just all, they always have, they always will. The numbers are in the pitcher's favor. And if the pitcher executes, you know, his strengths to his game plan and limits free bases and lets the defense work and controls counts, then we'll be in good shape. You know, if we, we work behind and we give them free bases and, um, you know, we, we try to, you know, get away from our strengths, then, it's going to be more challenging than it should be. So, um, you know, it's just about controlling things we can control. And, you know, our game plan is going to be to attack with our strengths and adjust as needed. So, you know, on some level, you got to figure that for the, for the, from a practice standpoint that, uh, 
since the two teams do mirror each other so closely that you've kind of been preparing for them all along, you know, our guys, our guys have to, you know, our guys have to throw to guys like Austin guys like big maple. They have to throw to them on a daily basis. So now that's, I mean, that's preparation for what, for what you're about to go up against. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's, we've said that since September that with this team that, um, our, our scrimmages in the fall were extremely competitive and the preseason. And we think that, that really helped us as far as being, you know, our hitters being prepared to your point and our pitchers being prepared as far as facing really good hitters. So uh, it works both ways. The inner competition within the team has made us better and has, we feel like it's prepared us for the series. For sure. We've had uh, we've had a few comments uh, come in uh, through the through the chat. I'll I'll give you those quickly, Coach. Um, uh, your boy Feet Feet Davis is is loving it. He, he says, "What's up?" Um, DW is back. He says he's loving it, learning a lot. So, see, we're educators here at Diamond Niners Weekly. We're just actually we're not. Coach Woody is Cody. Coach Woody's teaching baseball. He taught Coach. He called Coach Hartwood something in the first like three minutes of the show. It's unbelievable. So we're just, we're out here educating the masses. Now, one question did come in and we actually had the same question. Um, there was some, some debate about uh, Gino coming out, pardon me, Lou James coming out LG three hashtag LG three coming out of the game uh, at app. And if everything was okay with him, but I believe you said that was, that was more of a, of a strategy call than, than anything, anything going on with, with, uh, with LG three. Yeah, no, he's, um, yeah, no, he's fine. He's fine. He 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 was a little under the weather, um, you know, before the game. Didn't 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 feel great, and um, you know, Butch has just been swinging the swinging the bat really well. And, and with with McCabe DHing and not playing first, um, we felt we you know we felt like let's just hey, you know, Gino Gino feels a little under the weather. Let's let's give him a breather, let him, let him rest and let's get Butch in there. And we were down three at the time and try to come back. You know, we needed, we needed to, um, we needed to become a more off, you know, we, needed, we needed to go offensive. You know, the, the game, the game was not about run prevention at that point. Like the game, the game was just, you know, sometimes the game is run prevention and we'll, we'll substitute accordingly. And then sometimes the game is, we got to, you got to bang the ball around a yard. We'll bet. And so we'll substitute accordingly. It's kind of, you know, we try to feel out, feel out what type of game it's going to be. And I referenced that a little bit, you know, about game four against UTSA. We did, did not think that that final score was going to be four to four going in the ninth. We thought it was, you know, we thought it was going to be more six, five, seven, six type deal. Um, and just, you know, so, um, because every game is a little bit different, you know. I mean, you can watch a game and say this is going to be a low-scoring affair, and you know, substitute accordingly, or this one's, you know, this one's going to be a back-and-forth deal. So it just sometimes yeah. you know, some, the style of the game dictates our strategy while it's going on. You know, we'll have a game plan going into a game about who we want to play and who we want to sub, but you know, again, I write everything down in pencil with an eraser. There you go. So there's there's the question that came in that that came into the chat about uh, about LG three. Uh, but your answer reminded me of something I wanted to work in, and make sure to point out. We were, we had so many people talking about the key roles they played. 
how about we give a shout out or, or to, our, to our boy Jacob Whitley uh, coming in the game at App on Tuesday night and, and getting the job done? Uh, you made the mention that you were you were trying to to mix things up, gets you know looking for a spark, and uh, Wit came in and and did that. Yeah, I mean Wit Wit um, from a pure offensive point. I mean he's done everything asked of and then some each opportunity he's gotten. So, you know, Aaron's, I mean, Aaron's catching a lot of innings and uh, just normal wear and tear stuff that uh, an everyday catcher, you know, kind of endures. And occasionally, you know, occasionally that can affect, uh, you know, a catcher's bat speed at the plate and that sort of thing. And I was watching BP um, as I do every, every game and which is, you know, the bat speed just looked, looked there the whole round, you know, every round in BP, and so I just thought it accomplished two things. It, it got, it got a Mac a little bit of a rest and a breather and it got a, you know, Whitley in there who's fresh with a little bit, maybe a little bit more bat speed. And, um, you know, just like you said, a spark to come in there and try to help us offensively. And, you know, I certainly did that with a hit. And then um, first and second, we put a hit and run on and he executed it perfectly. I mean, he hit it, he hit it right, right to the left side, and um, this was a huge, was a huge swing, a couple of huge swings of the bat for us. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. I, I kind of derailed us for where we were, but your answer reminded me to give a shout out to Jake. And uh, we get to highlight with it was awesome. Yeah, he he did the job there. So let's, Kevin, let's let's turn the page a little bit because in the context of this old Dominion series, which I think we've I think we've pumped this up enough haven't we i mean this is i don't i don't know more we can say about it and tell you how important it is um well it is important i I don't remember hosting being a ranked team and then hosting another ranked team for a weekend in conference USA. so it is big it's exciting it's it's something we've we've looked forward to for a long time and i can't wait to get out today and see it uh, and support the guys I want to make sure, Coach Harward, that you you do your breathing exercises and you you know you stay loose, man. I know you're, I know you keyed up. Yeah, it's your warrior. It's your warrior one, your warrior two. You know, you're, you're, are you <laughs> dropping yoga knowledge on us now? I'm, Coach Harward and, and those guys are out there doing yoga all the time. I'm sure out of the field. <laughs> we're we're looking for any kind of advantage, Coach. We're trying trying everything. I love it. We're going to have to get some video. Actually, we have some video of of some of the T-ball practice that, that if we put it out there, people would love it. Gotcha. We might even think about doing that. I think we showed it to you, didn't we, Coach? And we showed the, the, the T-ball practice video. Yeah, we need more of that. I, I, we need we we might need to we might need to upload. We need we'll put that on our YouTube channel, Kevin. I think it's I think we might need to upload that. Right. Let's talk a little bit about Conference USA, and, and this is going to be this is going to be a really easy Conference USA matchup. You want to play? You want to pay attention to? Um, you mentioned it before, Kevin. Up to five in uh, Conference RPI, jumping the the AAC, which is is momentous. So there there is a Power Five in baseball, and if you look in in five, that's Conference USA. So there you go. Um, last weekend was a big matchup between Southern Miss and Tech, and they split the two, giving uh, giving Louisiana Tech five out of the, the eight. And the Sunday night matchup was was a walk-off, walk-off blast that, that we watched, and that was 
that, that, that just looks like a great baseball series between between two quality programs. Seemed like they they really went at it. Now it's our turn. That's right. This this weekend, I mean, in Conference USA, looking at the schedule, Kevin, you, you tell me if I'm wrong here, but I mean, it's Charlotte and Old Dominion. I, I don't I don't see anything else that's getting me excited. Do you? No, I mean, I really. Um, Tex hosting. Marshall. We're half we're halfway through the season, and uh, things are starting to shape out as far as the tournament seedings. Uh, I think Sean mentioned on the broadcast that we could possibly clinch a uh, a tournament spot in the conference USA tournament by the by next week at the, uh, at the earliest. So yeah, um, we're just kind of fighting for season now and fighting to get into the tournament. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, I listened to a couple podcasts this week. Baseball America spent at least 15 minutes talking about the ODU Charlotte series, and that was pretty cool. It's pretty cool to hear uh, other podcasts talking about Niner baseball besides just us two. Um, and yeah, they spent a lot of time. D1 baseball spent a lot of time talking about the series. But yeah, um, it's definitely the marquee series of the week and next week. So we won't, we don't want to get ahead to next week though. Focus on ODU this week. The guys at eleven point seven were were I mean they, they went off on on talking Charlotte and Old Dominion Conference USA in general but I mean they they got off kind of on a tangent of, about about the series as well so it's it's pretty cool like you said Kevin it's pretty cool to to listen to other people talk about it <laughs> how about this Kevin I, I'm gonna sell you I, I got a here's a, here's one I want to sell you a Conference USA series matchup to pay attention to other than what's going on at the Hayes. How about Rice at UTSA? How about that? It's in-state. San Antonio, we're very familiar with because they just left here, and we need to pay attention to Rice because they not only – they did get one, one from uh, from Old Dominion, but they're coming here in a few weeks. So the team we just played versus a team that we've got coming to the Hayes in a few weeks. How about that for a series to pay attention to? That sounds good. I think – Best I think I think that they play. Uh, don't they play eight games against each other? Also, that would be correct. That would be correct. Yeah. So that that's worth paying attention to in our spare time when we're when we're not at the haze, biting our fingernails <laughs> or doing our and, breathing exercises. All right. All right. Cool deal, and we do have a we do have a midweek next week to mention. We need to mention that real quick. Uh, we did, yeah, we do. In, we do. We do. Where, where is that at? We're playing. We're playing Chapel Hill on Tuesday uh, next week. Split up the ODU eight game series, which I think is good. More look at it. I think it's good. Uh, it's gonna especially after last week when we we played App State during midweek, kind of get away from the conference a little bit and get on the road and. See something different. Uh, I think it's going to be a, another good midweek, uh, another another uh, opportunity for the resume. You know? um, yeah, you said. I mean, you said it, it's it's you know it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to go up there and and, um, and play well. And so you know, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, um, you know, to again to keep it going because. I was telling somebody earlier, and I think we talked about it earlier, because there's two schools of thought, right? Like, why not just play a four-game series and then and then rest throughout the week and then go up to Norfolk and, and play again? Well, 
you know, um, you know, we have to take a look at it because when the series, we are playing a doubleheader now on Sunday. So, um, you know, we're not, you know, we, we've got to, um, we got to see how the UNC series, I think they've had some schedule adjustments too. So, you know, both programs will do what's, you know, we'll do what's best for us and they'll do what's best for them. And then, um, you know, but I'm a big believer that, that we play as much as we can. Uh, we learned last year that um, no, no day is guaranteed, no game is guaranteed. And uh, we cherish every single time that we get to be in a dugout together and play baseball together. That's at least that's, that's how we feel here at Charlotte. And so um, you know, if the NCAA says we get to play 56 games, we're going to play 56 games. Um, and I uh, love to compete. Um, we all do. This, whole, this team loves to compete. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to look at every opportunity to, to play as much as we can. I think it's important. Yeah. To, to paraphrase, uh, what you sort of what you said about, um, you know, we're not going to win because old dominion plays bad. I mean, that's kind of your, you know, a theme with you is like, we have to go do what we're going to do. Um, we're not going to make the NCAA tournament by not playing baseball games. Correct. Yeah. We've got to go do it. You got to go play games. We're not going to, we're not going to stand at half court and try to dribble the basketball out, you know, dribble the time or dribble the clock out. Like we're like, we're going to keep, if our game is driving to the lane and, you know, we're going to keep driving to the lane. If our, if our, if it's ball movement and draining threes, we're going to keep moving the ball and draining threes. Like, you know, we're not going to change. We're not going to change who we are just because of external things or factors. I'm, I'm glad we're not going to play the four corners coach. We're not playing the four corners. Love Dean Smith. <laughs> favorite coach of all time. Um, we're not running the four corners here at Charlotte baseball. I like it. All right, Kevin, about time to wrap this up. What, what, what do you got for me here, Coach Harward? What What do we got going into this weekend? What do you think? Give me something. Give me something. Um, yeah, give me something. Two doubleheaders, two ranked teams. Like I said, man, it's it's, it's exciting. It's a great weekend of college baseball. And um, just Coach mentioned this earlier. Last year, this time we didn't have any college baseball. We were we were talking about other things, and, and uh, so we've got top twenty five matchup at at our stadium on our campus, and uh, doesn't get much better than that. I'm um, ready to see the Niners compete and get after it for all weekend. And, and Kevin, if I had told you this time last year that we would be doing that this year, you'd have probably told me to go do my breathing exercises because I wasn't getting enough oxygen to my brain. But here we are. I mean, that's that's what's going on. We're This is big time. This is happening. Fun. If, you're not, if you're not fired up out there in Niderland, Nider Nation, what's wrong with you, man? You need to go do your breathing exercises. This is as big as it gets, and we're gonna we're gonna get it on hey. starting tomorrow afternoon too. So you need to pump it up. You <laughs> got to pump it up. Pump up the jams. Pump them up. Well, no, don't you know? Pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Don't you? Don't you know? Pump it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you promised us. You promised us that was coming, and and it did. So. Appreciate that. It's, it's is it is it here for good now, Coach Woody? I have no control over that. When it plays, it plays. <laughs> In other words, yes. <laughs> In other words, yes, it's here to stay. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it plays. Um, 
But no, I'll just I'll just add too. I was actually thinking about it right when we started the show that um, I do. I remember I remember this time last year very well. I remember zooming with you guys and um, you know doing the podcast from my phone in my kitchen, and we were talking about you know just guys you know the guys returning the incoming guys everything going on in the world um you know we weren't talking about you know being a top 25 team and matching up against another one here at home and that sort of thing so it's uh it's just neat it's special it's fun um you know we're 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 ready to go it's going to be it's going to be mentally and physically very difficult and challenge but that's what we've all signed up for and let's go get it. And what do you, you had a beard this time last year, right? Did. Yeah, no, I, I, I grew a beard out. Um, yeah, I'm just, I was, you know, we were, it's just crazy. It is. Um, when I would come to the office last year, I actually remember being up here um, late April of, of 2020 and thinking to myself, um, like man, it would have been it would have it would have been really nice to be able to have gotten to coach our team in this weather. I mean, I you know we played seventeen games and it was you know it's early season weather and then you know you come out. I mean, my first experience of this weather here at the Hayes was in an empty stadium with no team and you know no real energy and um, you know every day you know it's April. April in Charlotte, North Carolina, you walk here to the haze. It's like trees are full. Grass is green. It's like, it is, it's special, man. Like this is a, this is, this is a special ballpark, especially with this weather. And, you know, so it's, you know, I'm thankful for the fans and supporters that we are, that are able to watch us compete this weekend. I'm excited for more to come. Um, seems like we're moving in that direction as well. Um, you know, which is great. So, but, can't forget where we were, you know, a year ago. That perspective is valuable and it makes us all appreciate. And, you know, it's like, um, it's like, I don't know. It's just perspective. It's like, you start to get nervous. If you start to get nervous about this weekend, it's like, man, we weren't even playing last year. So like, let's just, let's just appreciate this opportunity. And like I said, go get it. And like Daniel Bard said at our, at our first pitch banquet, like, what if it goes great? Like, what if it goes great? Um, you know, he like, you know, he had to overcome some really significant hurdles to get back to the big leagues and overcome some mental obstacles to, to you know, to get back to, to throwing like he's throwing now. And he said that whole mindset changed him. So, you know, you know, I would I would share that with share that with our team or I've heard our players say say that, you know, I would I would challenge, you know, I would, you know, I would I'll spread it to our fan base and all of our supporters like. Like, let's have that mindset. What if tomorrow goes great? What if this weekend goes great? What if the rest of the season goes great? You know, let's just keep going. Well, if you're not fired up now, I don't I don't guess you're going to be. I was about to ask you for your, your final thoughts, Woody, but I don't know if you can do any better than that. That sounds like your final thoughts to me. That's, <laughs> all, I, that's all I got, guys. I, I'm ready to – I'm ready to go hit something now. I mean, let's – Let's do this. Let's go ahead and wrap this one up. That's it. We can't do it any better than that. 
Folks, we're about to wrap this thing up. Time to go jump on ODU. If you've got tickets for this weekend, which I know some were available, if you've got if you've got a chance to come out to the Hayes, come out, get fired up, get ready to make some noise, get behind these boys. Uh, top 25 matchup on campus at the Hayes. So it doesn't get any better than that. This is what we this is what we train for, folks. This is what we want. Let's let's go do it. Do your breathing exercises if you have to, but get out to the haze and get ready for some baseball. We love hearing from you all. Feel free to reach out through any of the social media platforms. If you're old-fashioned like us, just say hello at the ballpark. We like that too. So until next time, we'll see you at the haze. Good night.